Welcome to the Psychosphere. My name is David Sutcliffe, and my guest today, once again, is Angela I. This is the fifth episode in our series together. Angela and I are good friends. We are colleagues. We run workshops together. We're both graduates of the Radical Aliveness Institute of Southern California. We're both certified core energetics practitioners, and we share a passion for psychology and consciousness and truth. And we would get on the phone every couple of weeks and have these long, intense conversations where we try to figure everything out. And uh, we thought it might be interesting to share these conversations publicly. So that's what this is. It's an experiment. It's a risk. We're revealing ourselves, revealing who we are and what we think. And uh, it's a little scary, it's vulnerable, but it's also uh, extremely liberating on the other side of it. And hopefully uh, we are inspiring you uh, to, uh, to liberate yourself, to speak your truth, to, to be more vulnerable. And, uh, and hopefully these conversations are interesting and enjoyable. So thank you all for listening. Uh, one other note. Uh, well, first I want to apologize for the sound quality of this episode. Uh, there was some issue. It will be resolved for the next time. Uh, it's, it's totally fine. It's listenable. It's just not up to my usual standards. And one other note, Angela wanted to make sure that you knew that she does not like the Taliban. She thinks the Taliban are bad. She wants that to be known, to be clear, because I make some comments about the Taliban that one might interpret would be uh, that, that, I, uh, that I, I see them as uh, positive, in a positive light, good, I don't know. You, you can be the judge of what my comments about the Taliban mean, whether I'm being uh, sincere, whether I'm joking, whether I'm being provocative, you, you can be uh, the judge of that. But Angela wanted to make sure that you knew that uh, she does not like the Taliban. She is anti-Taliban. So that's clear. Please enjoy my conversation with Angela I. Your shirt says life is beautiful. Is it? Is it though? I'm not feeling that. I've been annoyed all week. I mean, you know, this is... Are you mocking me with your shirt? Is that what's happening here? Why are you mocking me? Why are you so I'm probably cruel? mocking a lot of people right now. Life is beautiful. Go fuck yourself with that shit. <laughs> it's all pink and blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gray like colors. I think it looks good on me. That's, it does that's look good on you. It's true. You. That's the most important thing. I'm grumpy. I've been grumpy all week. I, no, I haven't. Been, I'm not grumpy. I'm not. Uh, I've been busy. I haven't been this right. busy in a long time and I'm noticing yeah. I have to do a lot of little things, little annoying things like counting things. How many people are in this workshop? I got to go on the website and count. Oh, it's 441 for two. Oh, fuck, fuck, for three. No, oh, fuck. I got to email. Somebody doesn't have just all these little, the minutia. And I, I, fe- I haven't felt that edge of just like, you know, that kind of hot rage when you get sometimes yeah. you're just like, I don't want this. You hate life. Yeah, well, you hate life. Yeah, I know that. I hate place. life, but I've I've done a pretty good job not letting it overtake me. I just notice it there for a moment and go, no, no, I, you can't go there. You can't go to. It's just because it's just it's actually just victimization. It's like I'm a victim of something. I'm a victim of life. I'm a victim of the circumstances. It's not fair. Well, 
I mean, I know that for myself that when I'm starting anything like a workshop or a training or, you know, and you're doing this thing, fortify your soul, fortify your soul, which just started today. Yeah. Today. Yes. And I mean, probably Mike, I mean, this is what happens for me that whatever you're feeling is probably going on in your group. Hmm. Well, I was feeling pretty relaxed when it started because I was very prepared. I got very prepared. I had a, I had a teaching. I had a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a display. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I had cards. I had, uh, oh. uh, what, what, what is it called? I don't even know what it's called. You had a whiteboard? Not a whiteboard. No, I had a, like a keynote, keynote address. What do you oh. call those things? A presentation, like a PowerPoint. Right, yeah. PowerPoint. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I had a keynote. So I, I prepped it all up and uh, I think it was pretty good, but the, I had some issues with, you know, people weren't muted and I didn't know how to mute the whole group. And so then I got distracted and uh, there were some problems on my end, but, and then I forgot to record it. <laughs> and I said, I was going to record it. So if you miss, I'll send it to you. So then I had to like, when it was over, because somebody came in late, did you, oh, is this recorded, right? I can get, I'm like, uh, so everybody had a laugh about that. And uh, so I had to record it again when I finished. I just recorded an intro and then went through the lesson. It was actually good practice mm. um, to give the lesson the, again. How was the, how, how was it? Yeah, it was really, it was good. It was, uh, it's a mixed group. It's a very mixed group of people. I guess that's always the concern. Will all of these people get along? You know, different, different kinds of people, but that's part of the fun of it. It's different kinds of people from different walks of life all on the same mission all together. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky. The format is tricky because there's, you know, I think there was 35, I think I have 43 signed up. There's about 35 who showed up today, maybe more. That's a lot of people on a zoom screen to connect mm -hmm. with, to, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm used to working in a very personal way. And so this was more presentational and uh, less getting feedback, less interaction, but I, I tried to work it in and fig I'm figuring that out. And then I put them into small groups. And that's, I think, where that's, there's a risk, obviously, you go into a small group. People are, you know, they're afraid. What if I'm with a group of people that I don't like? Uh, they feel stuck in there. But then there's also the opportunity to really open up. And I think that's, that's what people want. They want to connect. They want to be vulnerable. They want to share. They want to see that they're just like everybody else. And so that's what I learned from the presentation that I did, the intro to my work a couple of months ago. As people really responded to being in the small groups, they really like just sharing in an in intimate way. And there's, they don't do that. Most people don't have that in their lives. I mean, you and I, that's all we do. That's the only kind of conversations that I have with people are deep, intimate conversations. Well, let's get into it. Okay. Well, what, what are we going to get into? Well, That's what the people are here for. They're here not to listen to me talk about Fortify Your Soul. They're here to listen to us have a deep, intimate conversation. You have something to talk about. How did you know that? Uh, well, we talked a couple of days ago. You had some crazy shit going on. Is there is there an update? Yeah. Is there new things? Well, no. I mean, I had, I had a, a, a kind of realization this morning. And 
I was thinking about, okay, we're, we're going to do this podcast. Um, and you know, the last, the last one that, that we did, you said the last one that we recorded, not the, not the one that we published, but the, the one we recorded a couple weeks ago, you said was kind of boring. <laughs> it was me. It was not you. It was me. I was rambling no. on. I, I, I was incoherent. But, you know, just the energy of it. And I was thinking, um, well, okay, what's, what's, what's my intention? What do I, what, what am I here? What, what am I here for? What am I here to bring? And it made me think about how there's some way I can feel myself in a kind of defense that I haven't been in in a long time. And um, it's a little like I, it's a little, I feel a little scared to say what it is, <laughs> but um, I think it's important. Um, I'm in this old defense where, you know, when I was a kid. Hold on. I got to shut the door. One sec. Okay. I'm back. You were. So when I was a kid, I, I, I used to, I, I had to lie a lot mm. to my mom. Um, that's, that's what I chose to do as a kid to protect myself. Because when I told the truth, whatever that truth was, I would get in trouble. And, you know, getting in trouble for me meant anything from getting spanked to getting like severely aggressively yelled at, you know, um, which felt, you know, I had a therapist once say that verbal abuse versus physical abuse, the, the, the symptoms are the same, you know, and they, and they can you? feel, what's that? Who spanked you? My mom. Your mom was the spanker. Yeah. I mean, it, that wasn't, but that, that wasn't the thing that affected me more. Mm. It was, it was the yelling, you know? And so I learned, you know, early on, like if I, if I lied, if I just made myself better, so somehow what I thought was better than how I actually was, then I wouldn't get punished or I wouldn't get as severely punished. That's, that's just what I, I learned. So I would lie about all sorts of things, like n nothing, you know, like, um, when did you get home? You know, like I, it, instead of saying 3.30, I would say 3.15, you know, like that, that kind of thing, you know? So, um, so, you know, like over the, when, as I started to do more therapy and I started to do more work on myself, I started to be able to even know what my truth was. And I realized that what I had done in the process of lying was that I would lie to myself. I wouldn't tell myself the truth because my mom had this weird way of knowing that I was lying or she would know um, what the actual truth was. It was kind of freaky, you know? And so I learned to hide it in such a way that it was complete. Like if you believe your, what you're saying yourself, it's hard for the person to actually know that you're lying because it feels like the person's telling the truth. Do you know what I mean? So you're a psychopath. Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> I relate. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just right. 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 
So, but, but then, you know, like when I got into therapy, I started to learn what my truth was. I started telling the truth and it became actually the most important thing. I was like, I'm going to tell the truth no matter what, I don't care, you know, and, um, and I want the truth. I want everybody to tell me the truth. It's literally like when, when somebody wants to be my friend, it's one, if, if you ask any of my friends, I probably said this to you too. Like, although I probably didn't say it to you because I already knew that it was something that you do. It was like, to me, the most important thing in this relationship is you being honest. And even if it, even if it means that we disconnect, even if it means that we separate. Um, So anyway, so I, I've, I've in the last, I don't know, I can feel something happening just in this last little bit where I'm, I can Today I became aware, like, oh, I'm doing that thing where I'm, I think I'm lying to myself in little and big ways. And so I just thought that maybe my risk today on this podcast with you would be to reveal the truth to myself Hmm. and say it out loud. I I don't know what that means, but. So that's, yeah. What do you think you're lying about? I mean, (laughs) Um, I mean, the obvious thing. You're in love with me? What's that? You're in love with me? okay everybody is it's, it's yeah exactly i mean that's not a, that's not anything anybody's keeping from you right um well i told you that uh my mom had said that she wasn't going to see me unless i was vaccinated um last week which was i guess not that surprising but also it still didn't feel good you know um and I think, yeah, there's some way in which I'm, there's something in that whole vaccine, no vaccine conversation that I'm still, I may not be lying, but I'm, I'm withholding mm. in order to stay in connection. Um, yeah, I, I, I was saying to Ferd that if people knew some some of the people in my on my Facebook group knew. Uh, I think that they would be very surprised that I haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Mm. And so that's disappointed. I'm not just disappointed. I, I mean, I think aggressively rageful towards you for not getting the vaccine. These are friends of yeah. yours or Facebook type friends yeah or my family you know um but but there's some way in which that energy is doing something to me where i'm like i have to i have to hide okay and i and i think i'm hiding not not whether or not i'm vaccinated i mean that's i mean if if somebody asked them i'm you know, I'll tell them the truth. I'm not hiding that. Um, and then sometimes I'll just say it out loud, but the, but I think some of the, the ways that I'm thinking about it, I'm, 
I think I'm, I'm a little bit lying to myself hmm. and yeah, <sighs> because I think it's surprising to me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious and uh, maybe I can share something. I went to an event on Friday, Zuby, who's very well known on Twitter. He's a Zuby. That's his name, Zuby, Zuby Music on Twitter. He is a, uh, a black man from the UK. He's very outspoken and uh, very smart. And he's got a very powerful Twitter presence. Very, I was going to say articulate, but I can't call a black man articulate. That's considered racist, but he is articulate. And uh, he says a lot of things just perfectly about what's going on in the world, like better than anybody out there. I think he, he, he's very uh, thinks what's going on is fucking nuts. The lockdowns and the vaccines and he's adamant about it. He's been adamant about it from the beginning very strong about it and very smart about how he talks about it. And he doesn't, uh, he's not demonizing. There's something about his tone that's uh, very powerful. So he was in Austin this week. He's left the UK. He's doing a tour of the United States. He wants out of the UK because they're, they're even worse than the United States. They're bad, the UK with these lockdowns. So I think he's moving here and he was in Austin on, Friday, and he had an event with J.P. Spears, the comic, the long-haired, red-headed comic who makes all those uh, satirical videos mocking. He's also a therapist. J.P. Spears is a therapist? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that because mm-hmm. the way he talked about projection at this event was unbelievable. It was one of the mm-hmm. best articulations of the concept of projection I'd ever heard. He's a very, very smart guy. I didn't know that. Interesting. Mm. So they were there along with some other people speaking, and it was powerful. It was a room full of maybe 200 people. Nobody's wearing a mask, obviously. And it was a, a rally. It was, uh, it's enough with this. We have to stand up. We have to show courage. We can't let this continue. These people uh, have, uh, you know, they're fascistic. It's about money, power, and control, and it's, it's, we can't let it go on any longer. We must rise up. We must share our voices. We must be courageous. Now is the time. Like it was a felt like you were back in the sixties. Mm. It was powerful. And then I bumped into this guy Jesse Elder, I believe his name is, who I've been following on Instagram and Facebook, and he's a very interesting guy. And he's been weeding into the debate uh, gently, but you, you know where he stands, smartly. And he was there and I spoke to him, I introduced myself and we had a little conversation. He was all excited. And then I saw he posted a video. He was obviously inspired by the event. He posted a video, make it, it was a call to arms, essentially. It's like, it's enough. Like, this is where I stand. This is what I'm doing. This is not message for everybody, but it's like, if you're with me, you're with me, let's go. It's time to rise up like this. It, this, this is a moment and we need to find our courage. And it was inspiring to me. And I felt it in me. I felt that part of me that uh, was like, okay, let's do it. It's our duty. 
to speak our truth, to be courageous. Now I have been, I, I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking, I'm, I don't really feel like I'm holding back. Uh, there's, there's, I, there's places where I, I guess I could say more, but it, it doesn't feel useful entirely. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm playing my part, but, uh, but there's something happening. And then I had a long conversation with, with Jana. I didn't realize how, uh, how far gone she was with this stuff, <laughs> with this stuff. <laughs> because I went on a crazy rant. I mean, I just went off. And she was, yeah, that's basically what I'm like, how I sound when I'm talking to Dave. Like, she's like, I, I've everything you just said, I've said. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, no, I've had it. I'm fed up. It's nuts. Hmm. So I don't know if that relates to you or what you're holding back or not. Hmm. I don't know, but I just thought I'd bring it up. I mean, I think so. I can, I can feel I mean, as you're, cause I know that this, it's true about you. You you've come out, you know, people know where you stand. It's, you know, people know where Jana stands, you know, she's vaccinated and she's had COVID and, you know, she has a whole view of, of, of this, you know, that's, and I, I really appreciate she's, she's, she's come out. She actually did a, an interview that was in the some Canadian newspaper. Yeah, she told me. They just cut it all out. Yeah, they they spun it in a certain way that was not how she presented it. And so that was interesting to me. Um well, it's full it's full censorship right now. I mean, what's going on in Australia? It's just absolute madness what's going on in Australia. And I just saw a, uh, some famous Australian dude. I don't know who he is exactly. I think he was a footballer, but he just came out and said, you know, he, he's been getting messages from the government. Like, Hey, would you say this or speak up, like pro, be pro vaccine. We need people. And it's like the cost of speaking out against it right now in Australia is so high. If you're in the public eye, like they're just, they're just going to annihilate you. They're going to take away your salary. They're going to figure out some way to exclude you. It's just, you can't. You cannot say anything there. And you saw what they did, the protesters, they just hammered them. You can't protest these lockdowns. It's like you obey or you're going to jail. The guy who organized the protest, they caught him, some kid, 21, I think. They caught him, eight, sentenced him to eight months prison, eight, all within 24 hours. Caught him, booked him, mm-hmm. eight months in jail. There you go. What the fuck is going on? That's Australia. It's not Afghanistan. That's mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. It's Australia just throwing people in jail for organizing protests. It's madness. So fuck these people. Fuck them. Seriously. And this is where I got to with Jana. It's like, I, listen, I understand, right? Not everybody wants to be in the fight. But these friends of yours that are going to aggressively shame you for not getting the vaccine, fuck them, fuck them. They're cowards. Who who are they siding with? They're siding with the authorities. They're siding with the elites. They're siding with big business, with government. Who's been lying to us. They've all been lying to us nonstop. I don't get it. I I know they're they're afraid. They're afraid and they believe it. I, I, you know, here's the other, if 
they're they're under a spell. They're under a spell. They've been hypnotized. Well, but I don't know what you do about that. But it's 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 getting to the point where it's dangerous to me. Where the psychosis, the mass psychosis, is actually at the point where it's dangerous, and I, I don't know how far it could go. But it does feel like we have to stand up. We have to say something. We have to say no. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like they have to feel that. They have to feel the energy of no from good people, by the way. Like Jana and I and you, (laughs) we're not crazy. We're good, sensible folks. And we're, we're also like understanding and trying to see all sides and, 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 and wanting to create compromise and connection. That's what we do for a living. That's what I just did. Fortify your soul. I want everybody to be connected. That's what I'm going for. But Jesus Christ, at certain point, you just, you have to stand up and say it's enough and, and, and deal with whatever consequences come. That's how it feels to me. Everyone's got their role to play. And and those people have their role to play. I get it. I can go to the perspective higher and see the whole thing and see that it's perfect and it's beautiful. And this is causing us all, you know, to rise up and really see things for what they are. It's cracking open the fabric of reality. And we're understanding how the world works and how human beings work in a different way in a deeper way, in a more honest way, in a more truthful way. We're not lying to ourselves the same way. And so I understand if you're on the other side of that, that's, that's hard. it's a hard red pill to swallow. And you don't want to. You just want to, you want to take the blue pill and go back to sleep and Netflix and chill. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I'm, I feel the... <sighs> compulsion the uh i don't i feel like I, that's what i want to do you know i want what? i want Go back to, to sleep? lie to myself mm. so that i don't have to feel i don't have to feel scared i don't have to feel uh angry i don't have to i don't have to feel things you know right. that i don't want to feel um I mean, come on, we put you in a room, give you a bataka and a block and put all your Facebook friends across from you. What's coming out? I have a feeling the words fuck you will be mixed in. <laughs> just a just a feeling. <laughs> just an intuition. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. But I'm biased, obviously. What's that? Well, I'm biased. I don't want to, I don't want to influence you. No, I, I mean, I already feel it, but it's, it's, uh, you know, this is, this is, this goes against some part of me. I mean, like I'm at battle inside of myself, Right. you know, it goes against something very, very deep and Yeah, I can feel how it's dangerous. Yeah. Because your identity 
is very much wrapped up in being neutral and deeply understanding of everything and holding mm-hmm. that that space and it's a very safe space people i mean i love it i feel it it's be- what you do there is beautiful and it's real it's authentic it's not put on like you just go there yep that's what's hard yeah. you know is that i don't i can't feel the neutral place right now because like I feel scared. Yeah. And and I think, yeah, it's like the, the part of me that feels somehow threatened in this place where I'm just feeling into what feels right for my body. I and I have not up to this point, I haven't made a decision about whether or not I'm gonna get the vaccine or not. It, it, it was it was very much like I'm I'm just waiting. I'm just want to see what's happening. I just, you know, and I thought my thought was like we could, you know, we could have that space. People could have that space if they wanted to have the space. Like you don't have to make the decision right now. You know, like you know, I understand what people are saying. It's like no now because people are dying you know, all the things, you know, but I just, I guess I just assumed that I would just, I would have some time to really feel into whether or not this was right for me, for my body, my specific, this organism that I live in, you know, that, that have taken 52 years to get to know, like I, there's certain things that okay, yes, I don't put those things in my body anymore because it feels terrible. You know, yes, I, 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 I do other things because those things are good for me. You know, so, so for me, you know, when I, I had a biopsy two, two years ago, do you know this? Mm-hmm. And so I had a biopsy done on my breasts they found something they weren't sure, you know, and, and so the biopsy was done. The anesthesia was wearing off. There were three doctors standing in the room. They tell me, we want to put these titanium markers into your breasts. And I didn't know, I, I didn't know what they were talking about. I didn't know that that was something that they do. I, I knew nothing about it, but I'm like naked on the table, you know, like they're about to put this needle in you know, they, they want to put this in like, and I have to make a decision in that moment. You just and woke so I, up out of the anesthesia. Uh-huh. These fucking people. That's evil. It's fucking evil. That, that, those, so, so, they, how so do they allow they, that to happen? So I, so I asked them, you know, I, I, does anyone have, have any side effects of this? And they said, no, we don't know anyone who's ever had it. You know, it's, it's totally fine. The reason to do this is because the next time you get a mammogram, they'll be able to see it and they'll know like, okay, those areas are okay, you know, because we've checked those, those places. So we, we strongly suggest that you do it. And everything inside of me, I'm telling everything inside of me said to not do it. I was like, uh, you know, I, I just could feel, I was like, my body is sensitive 
you know, and, and I, like, I was like, maybe other people don't feel it, but maybe I will. I don't know. But there were three doctors standing there. I mean, these were men, all men. No, one man, two women. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, and, but the one man he was, he's considered like one of the top in his field. And I actually really liked him. I respected him. You know, we had a conversation, the whole thing. And so then I had to make this decision and based on everything they were saying, not my body, not what I was feeling, which was no, I said, yes. And so they, they put him in and it was fine. Six months later, I think it was, I I don't know exactly the timing, but at some point I started to feel these three points in my breast. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. You know? And it was painful. And I thought, well, maybe it's scar tissue. Maybe, you know, so every month I would feel these three points and it was like, it started getting to the point where it was really painful. So I Googled like titanium markers and breasts side effects. And there were all these women, there were all these women who had had side effects, who had pain on a regular basis. Some people were found out they were allergic to titanium and had to get the titanium markers out. Like they had to get them surgically removed, which is a whole other process. I didn't know about any of this stuff. I was shocked. And so I was like, oh my God, you know, I felt violated. Yeah. Betrayed, but betrayed. Yeah, all of it. Boozled. I, I was, I was, you know, I, it's possible that these three doctors, they don't actually know of anyone who's had side effects. Maybe that's true in a real way, but I guess that's the, it, 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 it did something to me. And so when the vaccine was presented, I just had this feeling like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. How would they know? You know, like that, I mean, I understand this technology has been around for a long time, but this particular vaccine, it's, I mean, you know, it's not been approved by the FDA. It's like, there's, there's a whole bunch of things. So they don't, know, they no. don't know because it's behaving in a way that every day is a new update about how it's behaving and what we have to do. So they obviously don't know this whole fucking thing is an experiment. And I understand, you know, that there are much fewer people who are getting COVID now that it's the, the, the statistics are that it's mostly vaccinated and unvaccinated people who are getting it. Okay. That's fine. I don't, I don't really care, but I, what I care about, I I care about the truth. I want to know what the actual truth is. And so it feels to me on some level, like I'm being lied to regularly. And I'm very sensitive to lies. Yeah. I feel like I'm a really good lie teller, you know, like I learned from a young age. Yeah. So me I too. I, I'm sensitive to the it. lie tellers that can see what's up. <laughs> we can smell it a million miles away. You can just feel it. You can just feel it. They've been lying to us since the beginning. They've lost all credibility. Why would we believe them about anything? I don't understand how people can't understand that. They're so afraid. They're so afraid. They're so baked in fear. They're so wanting to comply. 
because they're so afraid to go out the outside of the social norms and be ostracized. They're just denying well, I can all the evidence say, that's right in front of them. I mean, I get and, and taking the neutral place. Like I, mm-hmm. I can also feel the place where they, they, they would say the exact same thing. What, what's that? What's the exact the, same thing? The lies, the lies, lies? that are being told. About the what? Lies. The vaccine? Yeah. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about though. It's like, I hear, I get that. Of course they're going to say that. But what I'm saying is you can't understand why I'd be skeptical. You honestly can't understand why I'd be skeptical considering they've lied to us about everything so far and they've got everything wrong. But they don't know that they're lying. They don't know that they're lying. They don't know that this, well, maybe this some, thing came from a lab. Do, but maybe- this thing came from a fucking lab in China. They tried to cover it up. That's all I got to know. That's it. It's the end of the conversation. Until you come clean with me about what the fuck actually go on, went on there and you show a willingness to get to the bottom of it, there's no, there's no conversation to be had. There's nothing to say. You want to give me a fucking vaccine for a virus you won't tell me where it's from? And it looks like you're covering it up. You definitely lied about it when people brought it up in social media. A year ago, they were censored. They were kicked off social media, told that it was a conspiracy theory. Turns out they were correct. Fauci says masks don't work, shouldn't wear them. I understand he said it publicly, I guess, to preserve the PPE for the workers. But then he said it privately in an email. Why did he say it privately in an email? So if he said it privately in an email, that's what he must believe. So why are we wearing fucking masks? And shamed if we don't. I don't understand. It's one lie after another. And now you're like, here's a vaccine. It's totally safe. You need to take it. It's like, dude, what the fuck? It's like you're dating a woman and she's cheated on you three times. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go out with uh, this, this guy that I met, but we're just friends. It's like, it, it, yeah, oh, really? And she's angry at you for being skeptical. You're like, uh, lady, you've cheated on me three times. Okay. That's what it feels like to me. It feels preposterous. So skepticism feels like, as I said before, the rational position. It feels like the scientific position based on the fucking evidence and based on everything we know about medical science, which is that they're wrong about everything all the time. And I looked it up. It is the third leading cause of death in the United States, medical error. 80% of medical research is wrong. 25% of gold standard, gold standard, 25% of what they consider gold standard, the best medical research is wrong. And so now with all that information that's readily, readily, (laughs) readily, it's available out there to everyone, uh, readily available. Um, You can't understand why be skeptical. And also they've lied about, the, they've lied about so much. They lied about the PP, the, uh, the PCR tests. They don't work. They're not accurate. So we don't know anything. We don't know if the, I mean, if the, the counts are right. We don't know if the deaths are right. We don't know fucking anything. It's all a fucking game. It's all about money and power. And look, and I'm not saying they, mm, they have bad intentions. They might, I don't know. I, I could go pretty far down this rabbit hole. Cause it, it right. is fucking I mean, dark. Yes. Right. And it's that, that maybe it's true, but I can also, I could also see the place where 
you know, it's, they're not conscious of their lies, you know, that, that they're, yeah, they're, I understand some, some, I think I, I'm starting to think that there are a few who are, but yeah, no, but I hear sure. you. I mean, it's how you started. Like I lied to exactly. myself so much. I believe my own lies. That was the best way to lie. And I think that's what's going on. I agree. That's why it's so scary. That's what evil is. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can feel it in myself. So yeah, I mean, I, I understand, but it's. What do you do about it? You're dealing with somebody who's completely delusional. They're completely, you know, they've been hypnotized by fear. Mass I mean, hysteria. And, and also there's a lot of factors, you know, just the world is changing in general. Everything's changing. Technology is changing. I mean, the fact that Joe Biden is the fucking president of the United States, it's perfect. This old senile man, it's a perfect representation of the state that we're in. The banking system wants to change. The political system wants to change. The media is changing. Everything is fucking changing. These people are holding on. They're holding on to what they know. They're holding on to their power. They're holding on to money. They're the old world holding on where the new world wants to burst through. And they're going to do everything in their power to stop it. I'm not saying they're conscious of it. I'm just saying they will do everything. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. And it's all out in the open. They say something different every day. They say one thing. This is science. This is the science. You need to obey. A week later, they say something totally different and act like they never said the thing the week before. It's like, now you got to believe this. And when you protest, well, last week, they're like, science. Science evolves. It's like, Jesus Christ, you want to kill people? Children are dying. Children. Whenever they go to the children, that's when you know. Children are dying. It's like, okay. And it's going to go, it's going to roll right from this right into climate change. And that's what people are starting to understand. It's never going to stop because they're insane. So you can't ride it out anymore. You have to stand up and say no. I mean, I, I think, yeah, when you, when you just asked, what do you do? I thought, I can't distinguish what's the truth and what's a lie right now. Like, I mean, in a certain way that, I, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, the only thing that I can really try to do is to tell the truth to myself. And, and if necessary, to speak it out loud. I mean, that, that feels, like I said, it feels challenging to do, you know, in this particular climate with my particular wounding, you know? Well, you so, might lose your mother. I think I already am. Yeah. And maybe my sister. Mm -hmm. They brought this up at the meeting. That people were losing people over this. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. they, they asked people to raise a hand, you know, you lost friends, family, everybody in the room. Not everybody, but a lot of people in the room raised their hands. I did. Mm. You lost people? Of course, yeah. Lots of friends. 
And, you know, mostly, I mean, listen, mostly, well, no, some close friends, but also some acquaintance people that are not that important to me, but, but it feels like I lost my community, my old Hollywood community. I mean, I saw Sean Penn on some new show screaming about the vaccine and how people have to get it. And now he's not going to do any movie that, or everybody has to be vaccinated if he's going to work. I mean, just, it's hardcore. Mm-hmm. So I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. He's, <laughs> you know, he's a thought leader. And I think most people agree with him. Mm-hmm. But I got my crew here in Austin. We're tight. We're good, man. I was in a room for 200 people. We're all good. Everybody's having a good time, by the way. And they, I'll tell you, they look good. All the good looking people are on our side, Angela. Life is beautiful. Yeah, life is beautiful. Come on. <laughs> Come on, join our team. We're the anti-vaxxers. We're not anti-vax, okay? No. We're anti-fucking fascism is what we are. Can't tell people what to do. You just can't. You can't tell them what to do like this. You can't lock them down forever. You can't shame them. If you're shaming and coercing, you're the bad guy. Do you understand? It's abusive. If you're shaming and coercing people into behavior, it's abusive. In any other situation, we call it abuse. If you saw a parent doing that to their child, you'd be horrified, you'd be disturbed, you'd want to intervene. Well, if you think that what another person is doing is actually potentially going to kill you or your children, shaming someone is probably like you just at the, you have an excuse. Yeah, that, uh, we're at war then. I think we are at war. If they're looking to mandate this, it's not going to get that far. Our, our side is too strong. But I think they'd want to. I mean, they shut down New Zealand because of one case. Shut down the whole country. Stay at home. Don't speak with your neighbors. Shut down the whole country for one case. And and, and the the prime minister there, I forget her name. She was acting like it, it was World War III starting. She was in the war room, like all hyped up. This is what we're doing. We need to lock down. It's like, you got one case there, lady. Like, should we stop driving cars? Like, where does it fucking end? Safety. There's something really fucking weird going on when you're shutting down the country for one case. And you're hysterical about it. And people are going along. Who are these Australian fucking pussy cops that are enforcing this, by the way? I've lost all respect for these guys. I thought Australians were tough. I mean, Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman, I guess they're pussies. 
fucking Australians. What are you doing over there? I mean, I've, I've, that's not true. They're not. I've seen, I've heard some tough Australians speaking up, but I mean, Jesus Christ, these fucking cops enforcing this shit. They got to stand down, man. They got to say, no, I'm not doing that shit. Fuck you. Not fucking tackling some motherfucker because he's wearing a mask. Not arresting a bunch of fucking 17-year-olds because they're out having a fucking party in the woods. They're kids. It's fine. Welcome to life. You can't control everything. And it's not safe. It's never been safe. It will never be safe. I don't feel safe. Sorry. There's no such thing. The only safety is the safety you find inside yourself when you eradicate your own fear. Demanding the world make you feel safe. That's what a child does. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm angry. I'm angry. I've had it. I've had it. Because I'm, I'm similar to you. I'm trying to hold on some level. I've been trying to hold the, the middle to some degree. But it's like enough. You, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm just like trying to. I'm just channeling your thoughts. That's all I'm doing. I'm just channeling you. A little bit. But, you know, like it's, it's I can feel my, again, my resistance, the place where I want to hold back. I want to, you know. I want to go into the neutral place, but it's true. I'm not anti-vax and, you know, I really support my, my husband's vaccinated. You know, my, my, all of my friends are, you know, include like all of my friends pretty much, you know, they, they, they do support me. They do support my decision for supports, my decision, you know, what I'm doing, what, what feels right for me. That's, that's what I, that's what I'm supporting you know, like do, do what feels right for you and your yeah. body. And I, I want that too. And yeah. So when I see what's happening in Australia, when I see what's happening here, I don't like it. I like something in me gets ignited and yeah, that there is some place in me that <laughs> It's like, I, I want to fight, you know, Yeah, I want to fight for, I want to fight for my, my right. I want to fight for, for other people's right to do what feels right for their bodies. What feels good, what feels healthiest, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I feel that so strongly. I think maybe because I've worked so hard on many levels to reclaim my own body as mine, as, as, as a, a, I, I get to have this body. I get to do what I want. I get to put the things that I want to put into it from, you know, a, a, a childhood, a culture, society that, that tells me exactly how my body should be, what, it sh what should go into it. I mean, pretty much, I don't know. I, I just want to say, you know, I'm grateful for my mother for giving me life. And 
I don't think that she's ever said anything about my body for my body that has actually been good for my body. There's nothing that she's, she, she's, cause she doesn't know it. She doesn't, she didn't understand it. I was allergic mm. to my mom's milk. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was, I was, I couldn't drink cow's milk. They had to find goat's milk, you know, and back then it was really expensive. They didn't have a lot of money. It's a, it's a whole story, you know? So you know, I was constantly, I constantly had stomach problems. I constantly was getting sick. I was, I had seizures when I was a kid, you know, like there was all these things that were going on with my body and, you know, it took me years and years to weed out the things and the, the words and the beliefs and all of this to, 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 to say like, okay, this is my body that I know what's good for it. It's nothing of what you taught me or gave me, like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple things, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, and I'm, I'm very strange, I think, to, to them. It's not how, you know, a lot of Chinese, not even a lot of Chinese American kids were, you know, that they're, they're so I, you know, I'm, I'm a little different in that way, but mm. But I feel in a way in my body today, the way that I've taken care of it, what I know about it, what I, what I feel inside me, like the, the level of consciousness I do have around it, like I feel better than I've ever felt in my whole life. Like genuinely, physically, like mostly without pain. You know, I've just lost some weight. Like I've just, I, I feel good. You know, I feel strong. And I've, I've, I do things, I, I take care of my body in, in a way that I wasn't taught by my parents or by my family or by my culture, you know? And I think it's people who take care of their body who are most opposed to the vaccination. That's what I see. Oh. They're not people who have been misled by misinformation they're people like you who take good care of themselves they exercise they eat healthy they trust their immune system they love their body they're conscious around it they're connected to it and they listen to it they've learned to really connect and listen to their body and it, for me, that's what I do. It becomes almost your God. It's your mm -hmm. higher self. The body is communicating with you. And obviously we always have to be discerning, but when your body is saying no, you have to listen. You have no choice. And I don't think that a lot of people understand that. I think what I'm realizing, there's a lot of people that are completely disconnected from their bodies and they don't understand their body. They don't understand how it works. They don't really take care of it. Maybe they do some things. They try to eat healthy and exercise, but they don't really have a deep relationship with it. So they are going to give over to authority to tell them what to do, what's okay and what's not okay, because they don't know. And they think that's right. And I understand that thinking, but for those of us who are have a deep relationship with our bodies and who 
exercise and eat healthy, it's like, you can't tell me what I can and cannot put in my body, bro. Sorry. I mean, I want to say like, I, I definitely know of some people and, um, you know, read or heard or seen people who are not getting vaccinated, who are not healthy, you know? Yeah, of or, course, of course. No, I'm not I, saying you know, that there's not but, people out there swayed by misinformation or resentment or all kinds of motivation. No, but, but I, no, but I mean, I mean, actually, you know, they, they're not necessarily taking care of their bodies or even in their bodies. However, there's some way in which they are, there's, there's something about the choice. There's something about right. the, 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 the choice of what they get to do with their body. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I relate to that. You can't tell me what to do. I understand there's laws. I understand there's a society. I understand we have to live with other people and that there's a degree of conformity that we all need to adhere to. I get that to make a society work, but Mandated vaccine that is new, that is experimental for a virus that we don't know where it came from and they're lying about. I'll wait and see. It's also, I think it is political. Like it it is the stand you have to take. You don't have to take it, but it's the stand I'm taking. What is that? It's what for freedom. Mean? I'm standing for freedom. Oh. I, I, this, this is politically, ethically, morally wrong to me. And so I must take a stand. I can't taking, conform to it. This? Right. I mean, it feels like when you say that it makes me think of the individual versus the collective. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the collective, like my, you know, my family says to me, if you're not going to get the vaccine for yourself, get it for everybody else. And they, they really mean that and they believe that that's what you should do. Yeah, they should not get the vaccine and come and stand on my side for freedom for everybody else. Right, right. I understand. That's and that's. I guess that's that's how I, I view it as well. But if you've never been on that side, then it's 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 dangerous. It's irresponsible. It's uh, selfish. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. Insane. It's, you're literally insane. Yeah, no, freedom looks insane to somebody who's enslaved inside their own mind. That's what we've spent the last 15, 20 years doing, you and I, in this work, is trying to get ourselves free free from the programming of our childhood, free from the programming of the education system of the matrix that we're all living in. And now we're here. And this vaccine (laughs) represents a blue pill back to the matrix. Fuck 
you. I'm not taking it. I feel better. <laughs> it feels good to come oh, out it's, more. Yeah, it's painful though. It is painful. Like, I, 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 because I know there's people listening, you know, who may disagree. They may be hurt. They may be upset. They may feel that I'm, or you are being judgmental. They're not seeing the other side of it. I'm sure I get that. I get that. I don't know what to say. And I, it's, I want to, I want to hold it all, but I really do feel like I have to take a stand and that, and that we're dealing with zombies. I guess what I want to say is I will listen to you. Of course. Talk to me talk to me like just mm-hmm. tell me what you're seeing what you're feeling share with me but don't shame me don't condescend don't be mean don't be cruel so if i go to that place inside myself the only way to motivate it is if i'm in terror like I can feel the part of me, like I'm trying to feel the part of me right now in relationship to you that could do that, that could shame you, that could try to manipulate you, mm-hmm. make you bad, wrong. Like I, I have to be so overcome with terror to go there because it's dehumanizing. It's totally, utterly dehumanizing to what shame another person, to make them bad, mm-hmm. to make them wrong for how right, they're you're behaving. Not see, you're not, seeing, you're not seeing them at all. You have to dehumanize them. And that's what's scary. And the only way to dehumanize somebody for me from this place is I'm looking at you. Like, how could I, I, I can't go there. Like I, I can't even step into the role because I know I have to, I have to feel the terror and I want to feel that. Which is why they're doing it. Why they're doing the shame because they don't want to feel their own terror. Welcome to life. This is what it is. And we've had a generation of people spoon fed post-World War II. Everything's nice. Everything's wonderful. We've been sheltered, really, in the West from the realities of life. Look at those Afghani. Look at those Taliban, man. Those guys look good. (laughs) They look hot. They look healthy. Their skin is glowing. Their eyes are bright. They're in life. They're not fucking around, beating off, watching Netflix. Those guys are on fire. I'm just saying, because they're in the truth of life. I'm not saying they're not crazy, but they're in the truth of something. It's hot. We're fat, addicted. It's over. It's over. It's over for America. I mean, seriously, if I'm in, if I'm in Afghanistan, I think I'm going on the Taliban side. Going to the American side, he's getting looking at America. These guys are fucking psycho. I'd rather I'm going to fight with the rebels, you know. Try to get them off the uh, their attitude towards women. Maybe reform mm-hmm. them. Right. I mean that's hard. That's hard pill to swallow. But I, we're not much better. I'm not saying in regards to to their attitude towards women. Just it, we're we're just as evil as the fucking Taliban. America. We might we're probably worse. 
The whole thing's a lie. It's all a lie. That whole Afghanistan thing's a lie, by the way. I think we're being told the, the, the truth about that. I'm not going to get into that, but just listen to No Agenda. Listen to Adam Curry. Listen to Lara Logan talk about it. So much going on there that we don't know about. Of course, of course, CIA is running that whole operation. We don't know shit. We're being lied to constantly. That's the point. I want to go back to something. So Please. if you're going to, if, if you, if you step into the place where you want to shame me, right? Yeah. And you have to dehumanize me in that place. Mm -hmm. You're feeling terror. Well, I'm feeling rage. I'm feeling, but underneath it is terror. I can just feel that there's terror. It's the only thing that's going to motivate it. How do I, how do I talk to you? You have to, you have to lead me to my terror. I mean, that's what I would do. How? Well, you have to be non-reactive to the shaming. Oh, you have to just be like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like compassionate. Like you just have to hold their terror. Have you ever had that in a workshop with a client that's really, really scared and they're aggressive mm -hmm. towards you, mm -hmm. or they're they're acting out in some way, and you're it's, mm -hmm. it's and you want to kill them. You're like, what the fuck? You you feel this aggression, mm -hmm. and then you get a hold of yourself, and you're like, okay, I'm feeling maybe their aggression, and it's like, what's actually going on? Oh, they're they're really scared. Okay, that's what's going on. They're just scared and they're acting out now. Okay. Now, if I could just be with them and all I'm going to do is hold their fear. I'm just going to consciously see all I'm going to see when they're talking is their fear. I'm not going to listen to their words or the tone of their words. I'm not going to pay any attention to that. I'm just going to look and see their fear. If I can do that long enough and bring that person into presence, they're, they're going to move toward a deeper level of truth. If I can hold it there. Mm. But, you know, we're, we're talking about a deranged population. In the meantime, they might, you know, that, if that person then tries to uh, do harm to me, well, then I have to stop it. I have to defend myself. I can't just See? let it go on. And I, can't, and I can't let them take over the group. I, right. can't let the, I can't let them co-opt everything out of their fear. I have to put, I do at some point have to put a stop to it. And they may be angry. They may leave the workshop and say that I'm a bad facilitator. This guy's horrible. He's mean. He was abusive. You should have seen what he said to me. You know, who knows what the fuck could happen? So it's crazy in there, but that's, that's the only thing you can do. How do I do this with my mother? Nah, she's too far gone, man. No, but, but you know what I'm saying? Well, you, you can, you can just not be reactive to her shaming you can just not take it personally i mean this is this is next level this is where i want to get to but I'm not sure. I'm well it's your mother i mean you, you exactly. could probably do that with some rando on facebook yeah yeah but with I mean, your mother it's a little bit different do, yeah yeah but, uh, but 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 that's what i'm that's what that's the goal for me i want to i want to not be reactive to to the shaming and yeah. just see her fear mm -hmm. or just, you know, whoever's, whoever's you're, you're, there. You're, you're, you're better than me. I just want to take an AK and start fucking taking out zombies. Just it seems like it would feel far more satisfying than trying to hold people in their fear, but 
You do you. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Well, I went through that with Trump, right? I was so resentful that I was being shamed because I voted for Trump. I was so angry about it. I was so hurt. And then I realized I have to let go of it. And were you able to see something else in people? Um, I could see that they were afraid and they believed the media. They believed it. Something was provoked in them. And I saw something fundamental about human nature that we know that the masses do not long for truth and are easily persuaded and subject to propaganda. And that's what happened. And some of those people were friends and family. That's what I accepted, which was not an easy thing to accept. It's like, oh, how history, do we know, history's here now. How, how do we know? You know, because what you're saying is, okay, so the mass, the mass, uh, is that really true? Like the mass will go along with the propaganda? Well, historically they have. So if that's true, and that's what's happening right now, the way that we know that we're not going along with the propaganda is that we're not in the majority? Yeah, well, that was the point of the video that I made. If you're standing with the government, the state, and they're aligned with big business and big tech and big media and big pharma, and that's the side you're on. <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying, just saying the point was like in, in the Spielberg movie or the James Cameron movie, who do you think are the bad guys? And who do you think are the good guys? You really think that side with all the incentives that are there for them to want to control and take power and everything we know about history and human nature, you really think those are the good guys. And we can get beyond the labels of good and bad. We can just say it, it's, it is, it is what it is. They're neither good nor bad. They're just behaving as institutions behave. They want to grow, expand and accumulate power and wealth. That's what institutions do. That's what they always do. You can't stop it, but like, let's, Name it for what it is. Let's be in the truth. That's what's happening. And pretending otherwise is a, is a fucking delusion. And of course, they're going to lie to you about it. Black lives matter. <laughs> Black lives matter. Sponsored by Nike. I mean, is this a joke? Are people like think that that's some kind of radical movement? Some kind of counterculture movement? Black lives matter. It's the most mainstream movement you could possibly have. The NFL is behind. Everybody's behind it. Bank of America gave him a billion dollars. You don't think they're using them? You don't think they're co-opting the anger 
and frustration and pain of black people and then exploiting it. That's what's fucking happening with Black Lives Matter. And their leaders should be ashamed of themselves. They know what they're doing. It's all about fucking power. And they lie about it all the time. You can't even talk about what's going on in Chicago. It's racist to talk about what's going on in Chicago. That's where all the black people are dying. They're not dying at the hands of white cops. That's, that happens so rarely. That's not where the problem is. I'm not saying that's not a problem. I'm not saying racism isn't a problem, but we don't want to look at where the real problem is. And neither do they. And it's all getting exploited. And the people who are doing it are fucking gross. They're, it's fucking evil. It's dark. And it is what it is. Like I said, it's just, it's just human nature, but I'm not going to sit by and pretend. I'm not doing it. I don't give a fuck. It's all I got. Once you give up your truth, it's over. You're nothing. You have no dignity. You have no self-respect. You have no integrity. It's all you have. Damn, that feels true. <laughs> yeah, so going back to the beginning when I said I was lying to myself. <laughs> I, I, I want to get my truth back. Because that's all I have. Why don't it's you just true. go out? Just, 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 I'm just saying, just head out to Burbank. It's one of the gun stores. Just, just see what it feels like. Just pick up a Glock. <laughs> Maybe a shotgun. Just see how it feels in your hands. Just, just, just notice, you know, hmm. I feel good. You don't know. Oh, God. Well, if it all goes to shit, at least you want to be able to, I don't know, hunt squirrels or something. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> Apparently food shortages are coming. It's going to get bad. But life is beautiful. It's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. I mean, it's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be put to this choice. And that's, mm -hmm. that's why I'm grateful for the other side, the sheep, the zombies. Yeah, I'm judging you fucks. I'm grateful to you though. I love you. I love you so much because you're forcing me to stand up uh, in my truth and find my courage. Mm, and yeah. it wouldn't happen otherwise. You need, you need that. And that's, that's, I would say, is what's going on. That's how an evolution occurs. That's how a revolution occurs. You have to have that energy to force the, the righteous, the true righteous, to find the strength to take action. I mean, when you say it that way, it makes me see my family in a completely different light, you know? Yeah, maybe, you still might have to take them out, though. <laughs> but maybe they're the, the real heroes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so you say to your mom. You're the real hero as you thank you so as you, much as you waste her with your fucking <laughs> i'm just kidding you're not going to shoot your we're not advocating no for anarchy and violence just joking it's fun to talk about shooting your mother let's face it she's an old woman it's especially fun because she's old
shooting an old person, old Chinese woman. Old Chinese woman. Oh, God. Sorry, I, I cut you off with all of my gun jokes. No. Where do we go from here? You know, David Chitara said to me about a year and a half ago, year, year and a half ago, that we were in a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. I said, not to worry. It's already won, but we're in it. And that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me want to say a little bit more about what I shared with you a couple, a few nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about, you know, just the, the what's happening in my relationship with, with my mom and my sister. And, and I thought about if I wrote a letter to them, what, what I would say. And um, so I, I just sat down and I, I wrote this, this thing out and I, I, I wrote about, I, I kind of let myself really, you know, like if I, if I remove everybody's uh, thoughts and opinions and beliefs about all of this stuff that's happening with COVID, the, the virus, the vaccine, like what, what did I think? What, what was what was what was my feeling around this for myself and and how would I want to express this to to my mom and to my sister and I thought about the word coronavirus and how um, corona from the Latin crown and so crown you know like people have been calling this like the crowns, the mind, mind virus, you know, that this is a mind virus. So I thought about that idea and I thought, then I looked up the word crown, the definition. And the definition of crown is actually the topmost part of the head or the skull. And, and then I thought, if you literally take the coronavirus as a virus of the topmost part of your head or skull. So a lot of people believe that the topmost part of your head or skull is where you have a, you can have a connection spiritually. That's what they, the, your crown chakra, that's what they call it. And so if the virus is infecting this part of your body, you know, like on a, in some way, and it's getting through, how is it getting, what, what is it doing to infect this, this, this area? And I thought it's, it's fear. It's fear is infecting our spiritual connection. And, and then I thought, what, what, like I thought about the, what, what is spiritual? What, what's, what is spirituality? You know, like spiritual war, what is that actually, what does the word spiritual mean to me? And I thought, well, it's a, it's a connection. It's a connection on all levels, a connection physically with, with my body. Like I know, like, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm aware of my body. I I'm in my body. I feel my body. It's a connection emotionally. Like what are my feelings? How am I feeling? Do I allow myself to feel it? Um, connection mentally, like am I aware of my thoughts? You know, it's like, that's what people do meditation for. It's, you know, just to have, like a, a connection to the, the fact that you're thinking as opposed to being taking, taken 
taken with your thoughts. And then a connection creatively. And, you know, like, but that which can be interchanged sexually. And a thought like creatively, I was trying to think of what that would mean to me. And I thought, it's like a, um, it's like a, you are receiving or allowing energy to come through you, like something to come through you, your, your being as a flow. Like it's, it's a flow of, of energy that is not blocked by fear. And so I just had this feeling like if I'm, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to connect on all those levels. That's a spiritual connection. And, and so the fear is, is blocking me from, from that, from that connection. And what was so interesting on that particular day that I wrote that letter to them, I thought about my day and how I had gotten triggered by a text that my sister sent to me that morning of an article that I didn't, I didn't really read it. I just saw the headline and it sparked this intense wave of terror through my body, like first thing in the morning. And so all that day, I didn't, I didn't do any of my practices. I was, I was reading the news. I was just like, like on the phone, um, on the computer, just, just completely gone. Like I was, I, I was just disconnected in a deep way for a long time. And I, when I wrote it, when I was writing this letter, I was like, it really, that, that fear really disconnected me spiritually, like on, on all those levels that I was saying. And so I think David Chitara, you were not wrong, you know? So a text from your sister is a spiritual attack in some way because she's igniting. She's not doing it consciously, but right. it's, how, it's how it's happening for you. That it's igniting terror inside you, which maybe is the terror that she's feeling, which is why yeah. she's so aggressive with it, as we discussed. And that is causing you to, uh, yeah, lose your connection to yourself and to, to your higher self and to, to spirit, to God. And it's everywhere. It's not just your sister. It's, it's the news. Mm -hmm. It's the government. It's everywhere. Yeah. I can feel uh, myself taken, you know, in, in this way. And that's why it was like, I could feel my intention for this podcast. Like what was my risk here, you know, to, okay, my risk is going to be to tell myself the truth here mm -hmm. so that I could connect back with myself in mm -hmm. some way, you know, like really, I just, it's like, I've been gone in some way for a few days. And yeah. For a few weeks or whatever it's been, you know, in some way it's like, it's, 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 it, it feels like it's been creeping in, you know, over time. Like just this morning, I was like, okay, I don't want it. I don't want it inside of me anymore. 
Oh, I want to come out. I need to like, right. Need to know what my truth is. Like you said, it's all I have. Takes courage. Can't you feel it though? It's like small, like the, the energy mm-hmm. that it's like, it's pushing you down. That's how it mm-hmm. feels. It's like, come in, like pulling you into this, like just murky, dark, twisted energy that I understand is it's, there's something comfortable about it. There's something mm-hmm. relaxing. I can yeah. just, uh, just, just give over. Let me just surrender mm-hmm. to it. It's fine. We have mm-hmm. some sex. Let me smoke a joint. Mm-hmm. Let me eat some nachos. I mean, for me, it's like, it's just these little news things. And, you know, what I'm, I'm taken by what people are saying. And it's like little, just little bits of fear here. And, and, and not just on one side, you know, it's like, it's, it's everywhere, you know. This, yeah, but but like you're saying, it, it feels like it's not. It's not. It's. I mean, that that one jolt I had from my sister's text was one thing, but it's not normally like that. It's just like little bits, and there is a way. It's weird, but it feels somehow like I could kind of yeah, like a like. I mean, there's a kind of collapse into it, like a mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I'll just. Just one more, just one, one more. It was on somebody's podcast talking about, he asked me about ayahuasca and what I got from it. And I said, well, help me conquer my fear or at least get better acquainted with my fear because it was terror over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point I had to master my mind, I had to see that it was just my mind creating stories. And as long as I was in fear, I was in distortion and there was no way I was going to be able to realize myself fully and completely. And that's also when I really realized I had how, how important it was to go to God. Like you have to have, be anchored in the light. You have to have something to anchor. You can't, it, it has to be a practice. It has to be disciplined. Like mm. I get it now. I get the rituals. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I've, I think I've said maybe even on this podcast that I, the last couple of months, I've had some shortness of breath, like a can't, like kind of a feeling like I can't quite take a full breath. Mm. And I, you know, it started, I think, right when things started opening up again. And I, so I, you know, I just, I just assumed it was like, okay, you know, I'd have to readjust to life again. And but I figured after a while it would go away, but it didn't. And so I was, you know, I was like, okay, it's, it's, there's some anxiety here. That's why my meditation practices have gotten strong, like longer, deeper, you know, just trying to get to that place. So I went to my chiropractor. My chiropractor does this kind of, it's called NET neuro emotional technique. And it's like a kind of muscle testing. And I've never, I haven't done this, maybe I've done it a couple of times, but I don't really understand how it works. But basically she asks your body um, and she presses on it and she asks it questions and it, it gives her answers. And so 
it's a really fascinating thing. And I, I've had some deep emotional responses as a result of, of her doing this really simple technique. Anyway, so, um, so I asked her about this, this shortness of breath, this anxiety. So she was asking my body, you know, what is it? What is it? And she went through a, a whole bunch of, you know, different options. And then she got to other people's fear. She's like, oh, other people's, oh, this is, this is other people's fear. You're, you're taking in other people's fear. And I was like, oh, you know, I was, I was surprised, but I was like, oh, I get that. That, that makes sense. You know, people, you know, like I, some people are empathic, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think that I am highly empathic. So that makes sense that I would, I would be feeling other people's fear. So as I'm thinking about, you know, this, this thing with my, my sister, my mom, and, and that getting that jolt of terror, I had this feeling like I have to protect myself from other people's fear. I have to, I have to set some boundaries. I have to set, not set, just set, set boundaries with them, but set boundaries for myself. Like they're, they're place, you know, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like they're, you know, on social media or the news or, you know, there's just these little jolts of fear, you know, like that, that just come into my body. And it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fortified there, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. strong there, you know, like, so I can feel that there's some boundaries that I have to create for myself in mm -hmm. order to take care of myself in this way, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to do. It's biblical. What do you mean? Say more. Well, it's, it's the fight between good and evil. It's the fight between the light and the dark. It's the fight between the conscious and the unconscious. Mm -hmm. And fear wants to get in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fear wants yeah. to get in, wants to take over, wants to take control. And that place we're in mass distortion. And I like, I, I've had the experience of it. And once you experience it, once you like are filled with light and you understand your fear and what it does to you and you see it in your body and you have a conversation. I had an ayahuasca ceremony. I had a conversation the whole night, four hours I had a conversation with my fear. Hmm. And I put it, it, I put it in its place. Oh, it was, a, it was a terrified little boy who was insane wow. with terror and just made all kinds of stories. And I was like, I have to be the adult to this scared little boy inside me and let him know it's okay and be gentle, but we're moving forward. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if I want to go somewhere you're coming with me. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't listen to you. I'm the adult. You're the child. And you had to be, I had to be tender. I, I couldn't be cruel. I couldn't be diminishing mm -hmm. obviously, but I could feel the liberation in the child when the adult mm -hmm. in me led the way with firmness and compassion. So I, I know what it is to be filled with fear. I've been filled with fear. I was filled with fear for most of my life. I, I still have a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. I've just developed a relationship with it. And I put myself in situations where I'm forced to feel it and manage it and deal with it. And it, it 
creates an awareness of it. So I'm just more aware when it's, it grips me and I have tools and practices to help me get out of it and to know not to trust it. Mm. I don't do it perfectly. Obviously. And there's fear, you know, I'm experiencing fear of the, there's, and that, that you have to be careful about that too. You have to be careful about not projecting evil, like, oh my God, those people are evil. Like they're bad. Like they're Nazis. It's not like that. They're just unconscious. They're just unconscious. They're in a lie and they believe the lie, as you said. Right. And so it's just, it's just a delusion. But they, at their soul, they're not bad people. And I can hold all that. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's scary. The whole thing is scary. Yeah. I mean, I relate. I, I, I've been scared all my life, or at least most of it. And, um, and I have learned how to feel it. I've learned how to you know, hold myself in the, in, in places and that I, I wasn't able to before and, and to not let it run me. And I think what's happening right now is bringing it up in a, like a, yeah. like there's another level, you know, that mm-hmm. I have to deal with it on. And I like what you're saying. It's like, it's, it feels strong, you know, to, to talk to that part of myself and kind of like what you said with, you know, the, the person who's terrified is shaming, who's shaming you, you know, exactly. Just to be with that person. Don't take on the shame. Don't take on the, the terror, you know, like, but just to, to be with it and, um, but to let it know that it's not going to run the show. That's right. That's, that's really good. If you can find that place with your sister, it's game over. It's the thing I've been saying to win this war. You you just have to win the war inside yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, I've, I've been saying there's a battle going on inside of me. Right. Lead them, Angela. Lead your family mm. out of hell, out of the gates mm. of hell in fear. Pray. When you say pray, mm-hmm. what, uh, what kind of prayer would you say? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not really that good at prayers. Me neither. Tete's <laughs> really good. What's that? Tete's really good. Hmm. Some people are really good. I'd like to get better. I should get better. I think I'm shy about it. What is prayer? Prayer What's is, your- you know, it's, I always just find it's just thought with intention. It's just, right. We're always praying all the time. Like man, want to manifest things is is a is a prayer, and thought with intention is how everything is 
created, manifested. You have a thought and you bring intention to it. And it manifests in the material world somehow. If you're, if you're consistent and you pray strong <laughs> or your intention is strong, ask humbly for what you want. Who are you praying to? To whatever your God is. To, the, uh, to me, it's just this, in whatever this intelligence is that's running this whole operation. There's some intelligence and it's responsive to our desires. And it will give us what we ask. If we ask with faith. Mm, with faith. Mm-hmm. You have to believe. Your belief will make it so. You There's have a to, lot to prayer. There's a lot to prayer, yeah. You have to believe. You have to be Do all have in. To believe right away. Maybe that's the point of saying prayers over again. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's hard for a prayer to be answered in the absence of doubt. It's hard. Or it's hard to- sorry. It's hard for prayers to be answered when there's doubt. Right. Doubt creates a space. And in that doubt is what? Fear. So maybe the first prayer is to ask this higher intelligence for my fear to be lifted. Yeah. And my Cast faith. out this fear. Cast out this demon, Jesus. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It works, man. This is the prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Cast out this fear. Mm-hmm. I surrender to you, Lord. I follow you, God. I obey only God. I move toward the light. I give my life to you. I surrender. I mean, you just say those words and you something happens you you enter into the field of something there's power in it people get caught up in the meaning forget about the meaning how does it feel when you say those things where does it take you inside yourself where does it take you it takes me to a very powerful place where i feel like i can accomplish anything i can do anything that i'm i'm beyond fear I'm, nothing can even death can harm me it's a hard place to hold, but I think we all know that people who hold that place, people who have deep faith are powerful people. They believe and it's not will. They're not willing things. Right. There's a, there's yeah, a powerful intention, but they're, they're surrendering to something. They're, they're trusting, they're allowing. And there's a, they, they, they trust the goodness of it somehow. And of themselves and of their desire. Like, are you, will you let yourself have everything that you want? Will you let yourself pray 
for everything you want? Do you honestly think God of the universe doesn't want you to have it? It's like, oh, don't ask for that. What you want a Maserati? Come on, man. You know, it's like, yeah, have a Maserati. Maseratis are awesome. Why wouldn't you want a Maserati? You should have a Maserati or whatever. It's infinite. There's no limit. But your imagination and how much you can receive, that's the only game to play. How much can I receive? How much can I allow myself to receive? How much abundance? How much love? How much light? How much can I hold before the doubt creeps in, before the fear creeps in? Who the fuck do you think you are? That's the voice of the devil. Don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen to any goddamn voice that tells you to be afraid. You need to be afraid. No, fuck you. You need to be sensible. You need to take precautions. Okay. All right. I can do that. Don't tell me I need to be afraid. I should be afraid. Fuck you. Life is beautiful, Angela. You look beautiful, by the way. You look radiant. This is good. Your truth is your truth is hot, sexy. Thank you. Your skin is bright. And what is that thing behind you? Just to finish, there's a, there's something with a heart on it. There's a, a heart? yeah. Look look to your right, your left, over your shoulder. There's a thing on the. Where's the heart on the door? What is that? Oh yeah. What is that? It's a sticker that I got from uh, this um, artist uh, S. Shofar. Shofar. Um, he he makes these stickers, and mm. uh, that one says yield. Yield. Yeah, it's a heart sticker that says yield. Wow. So it reminds me to, you know, slow down and check in. Hmm. Yield. Yield to my heart. Yield to your heart. That's going to be my prayer. Mm, it's a good prayer. Okay. All right. Well, I'm tired. <laughs> You've had a full day. Well, I also had fucking headshots this morning, oh. 7.30. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah, That's 7.30. Yeah. With your new hair. See. I don't know. It's fucking hair. It's, <laughs> I think it's going to be a wash, to be honest. It's just with my hair was out of control. I needed somebody there to uh, deal with my hair. It's too, it's too much. But we'll see. We'll see. Might be okay.